quick one. If you can hit follow or subscribe to this podcast, that really helps me track new listeners. Cheers. Hello and welcome back to the Wealth Journal podcast with me, Jay Hardy. It is 2023. Welcome to the new year. Happy new year, of course. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening and continuing to support the podcast. Now, before we get stuck into this episode, it's important to remember that the Wealth Journal is, of course, not financial advice. Um, anything I sort of discuss should not be considered as a recommendation. If you are looking to invest, please make sure you do your own research or better yet, speak to an investment professional. And this episode will be clear evidence as to why the Wealth Journal is not financial advice, because I will look back on some of my um thoughts on 2022 and you'll see quite clearly why you should not listen to me anyway let's jump in so point one this week and it's all about 2023 what is in store for the year ahead well luckily bloomberg news has gathered more than 500 predictions from the world of finance and unfortunately upbeat forecasts were almost impossible to find yes Many people believe a recession is likely something that I've been talking about on the Wealth Journal podcast for a while. You've probably heard it in the news as well. But if we take Barclays, for instance, they think that 2023 will be one of the worst years for the world economy in almost four decades. Fidelity, another huge investment house, believes that a hard landing is unavoidable. So it doesn't sound great. Uh, Some are hoping that the pain will be mild. JP Morgan thinks that central banks will be forced to pivot from their sharp rate increases, which would help asset prices and eventually boost the economy by the end of the year. And Morgan Stanley predicts some upside for bonds, defensive stocks and emerging markets. And of course, Goldman, which we've discussed in the past, think there's only, I think, around about a 35% chance of a recession. So some a little bit more upbeat, but on the whole, still a pretty big chance. So it's unpredictable. We're not sure what's going to happen. And um, yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll have to see. So, point two: what will help you navigate the times ahead for twenty twenty three? And I think there are a few key things that you should think about this year when it comes to investing. And I'm telling you my approach, and you can judge for yourself if it seems if it seems logical. Uh, logical. Now, the first thing is to expect that 2023 will be full of surprises. Expect the unexpected. Now, based on the sentiment, it seems like the majority think 2023 will be a tricky year. And with uncertainty comes probably more volatility. Now, 2022 actually felt pretty stressful for me as an investor. And at one point I felt there were, you know, I felt I was riding high. And then before I knew it, things started to unravel. And I was aware what was going to happen. I even spoke about it in my 2022 predictions way back in December 21. But I probably didn't think we were going to have the year we did have. And even though sometimes you might foresee some of these things, it doesn't actually quite prepare you for the reality when when they actually hit. Now, regardless of how crazy 2023 is or isn't going to be, I actually want it to be calmer for me as an investor. So how do I sort of make it calmer for me is what I'm thinking about at the moment. And I guess leading on from that, the next thing that I I will be thinking about is actually considering my investment plan. But before I jump into my plan, I want to remind you of how I aim to become a smarter investor And that is through my subscription to Finimize. Now we've had them on the show and their app is fantastic bite-sized info, daily briefings that help you navigate what is going on in the market, actionable insights, and 
Just really good, easy to understand financial content. I use it every day. I've got an annual subscription, which costs just £80, around about £6.66 a month, but I get billed annually. And um, yeah, it's worth it. Totally worth it. But I've got a I've got a treat for you here, the listener of the Wealth Journal. If you subscribe using my referral link, you'll get a 50% off. So it's just £40 billed annually. And that works out around about £3.33 a month. It's really good. I won't talk about it on the podcast if I didn't use them myself. So check them out. My referral link will be in the description. Now, back to my plan for 2023. I think having a plan is crucial. And when I look back to 2022, I invi- I, um, I outlined my investment strategy in an episode. I actually got quite a lot of um, <laughs> quite a lot of downloads that episode, and I almost um, yeah a bit embarrassed by it now. To be fair, um, because it is a little bit laughable in hindsight, which is why you shouldn't follow my actions and you shouldn't consider any of this advice. Um, now, I actually planned to invest in twenty twenty two a mix of 50% into stocks, you know, fine, 40% into crypto, not great, and 10% in cash to be deployed when I saw opportunities, of which I saw very few. Um, And I remember being very, very bullish on Bitcoin and, um, yeah, look at it now. So this year I am adjusting my plan to have a much calmer 2023. Now what I will say about 2022 is that I did I did pivot. I did change my plan throughout the year because things obviously completely changed, completely unraveled. And that's why it became a little bit stressful because I had this sort of plan. I couldn't quite stick to it. And yeah, I almost just want to, like I said, have a calmer 2023. But before you decide on a plan, I would ask yourself a few questions. You know, what is your time horizon? What's your return objective? What can you afford to, you know, invest and potentially be prepared to lose or not see for a long time? When do you plan to buy? How often? And when do you plan to sell? And also, when do you plan to rebalance? These are these are things that's worth thinking about when you're formulating your plan. And I heard one experienced investor say that, um, you know, when it comes to rebalancing, it's actually a gift. It's a great thing to, to do because it allows you to take some of your profits. And I don't think I did that enough in, in 2022. So for me, when I answer those questions, it really helps my approach. And I'm going to, basically, I'm going to automate you know, a lot of my investments going forward. I know I've done that in the, in the past, um, but it's likely going to split into one of the Vanguard life strategy funds. I'm just trying to toy with the idea of how, you know, how much of it's going to be equities, but I'm also thinking about bonds now because of just the way the market's developed. And of course, looking at maybe uh, some more emerging market ETFs and see how things play out. So basically to have a more relaxed in 2023, I'm looking to set it and forget it. And I also think, yeah, I'll probably still dip into a few stocks here and there, maybe even some crypto, especially when the, you know, the market's quite low. Um, but the core foundation will be as pa- uh, as passive as possible. Now, my final thought for 2023 is learning from 2022. And I guess my plan incorporates some of those learnings. I know when markets are in decline, historically, it's worked out well for those that are able to continue to invest. So I want to make sure that I'm still doing so through the automation. I also learned the benefit of rebalancing in 2022 and that sometimes it is good to take profits. And I probably still, I probably didn't really do that enough because sometimes you think, oh, a price is still going to go up, but actually taking profits is, is not a bad thing. 
So that's pretty much my approach at the moment. Hopefully that's not too, you know, it's definitely not too out there. I know that. Um, and hopefully I won't be regretting this investment sort of strategy in 12 months time when I review what I, what I said previously. So that's going to be my approach. Now, the final point in my journal this week is goal setting. Now, I like to have goals at the beginning of the year and over, over the Christmas period, I, I tend to reflect on what some of my 2022 goals were. And again, this didn't make great reading. And I think it was down to how I approach setting goals, which was very much output driven. So this year, my goals are all about the inputs and they are split into categories, which include friends and family, creativity, uh, business and career, finance, you know, investing basically, personal growth, kindness, fun, and also wellness. So they're my categories. And I'll give you an example. So for creativity, basically, it's just read 10 pages of a book each day. For wellness, I've got drink at least three liters of water a day. So real, you know, some of them are really, really simple rather than some of the huge goals that I set myself last year. So it's less about the overall end objective, but more about the steps, which I hope will compound over the year or whatever and help me get there. And this time, actually, rather than having them as years, I've got them as like quarterly goals. So I plan to just review them after a quarter. I think sometimes you throw out an annual goal and then before you know it, you forgot about it. So that's, that's my plan. I'll see how it goes. Um, let me know how you're approaching your goals, if, if at all. Anyway, that's it for this week. Once again, thank you for listening and appreciate everyone who supports the podcast. And yeah, have a have a great have a great week and speak to you soon.